This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by the amazing Jessica Kelgren Fozard. 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 I knew I'd get it wrong. <laughs> um, from Jessica Out of the Closet, which is an amazing YouTube channel where you talk about your life, you talk about your sexuality. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Well, it's a channel that I kind of started way back when doing film reviews that no one ever watched. Okay. And then I used to get quite a lot of online hate I guess oh, no. um, because I have an invisible disability sure. and I'm deaf but I don't sound deaf and I was like no you know what I'm just going to make videos about my life and about living with disabilities and also having an amazing wife yes which is amazing how long have you guys been together um, we've been together for three and a half years we've been married for a year and a half that's amazing congratulations yeah. I know it's, it's quite difficult this evening being apart we're, oh. one of, we're one of those really sad couples we follow each other from room to room you could have brought her with you she should have, could have sat under the desk and held your hand I know <laughs> no, we're, like, we're never more than a metre apart it's, oh, it's ridiculous that's beautiful that's goals for me that's everything I want in life thank you <laughs> we got engaged after four months <gasps> that's now that's eager <laughs> that's really really yeah, eager yeah but uh, it was slow by my family standards because okay. my grandparents got married three weeks to the day they met. So. Oh my gosh. So you were yeah. really, really slow to the mark. I mean, what were we doing with all that time? <laughs> Dragging our heels. <laughs> so going back to what you were saying about when you started your channel doing, was it film reviews you said? Yeah. 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 And you started getting hate and that was to do with you and your disability, your sexuality. Like, um, where was that coming from? And yeah, it was a lot to do with... Obviously, I would talk on my Instagram just about like, oh, having quite a hard day with my disability today. Yeah. Like my chronic fatigue is really bad or bits of me aren't working. I'd have shots where I'm like sometimes in a wheelchair and sometimes yeah. I'm on crutches. And it, for some reason, seems very hard for people to understand that a person can need a wheelchair one day and be walking the next. Yes. To a lot of people, that just seems to read as, oh, my gosh, it's fake. Yeah. It's all fake. No one really and, is, and is, that what, is that what people would say? They would accuse you of, of making this yeah, up? Yeah, they would. They would. And then when I built more of an online presence and I've made this like, community that I'm so grateful for um, on YouTube and on Instagram, and they are the sweetest people. Mm. And now I don't get any of that hate at all, ever. Yeah. It's just people who are like, it's okay. I completely understand. I have the same thing. I also feel like this. And... It's a really nice atmosphere to be able to share that. A lot of disabled people don't necessarily know anyone else with disabilities. Yes. So it's great to be online and able to share that. I, I, I do think the online community is amazing for that. Um, I don't know if you know a YouTuber called Hannah Witten. Yeah. Um, and she recently got a stoma. Yeah. And yeah. she thought, you know, that she, she felt like she was the only person in the world um, living with this and then mm. she came out about it online and started talking about it online and suddenly she found this community of hundreds of people who were also living with a stoma and suddenly yeah. they're all there and all talking and I think that's amazing because I think finding people um, finding people with a disability finding people with the same disability as you finding people that you can talk to about that must be really difficult in real life 
And especially if it's an invisible thing, like, yes. you know, you've got a stone bag that's sort of tucked away. Yeah. No one knows. Um, with my deafness, for instance, I went deaf late in my teens. I don't sound deaf. I wasn't able to sign before that. Yeah. And you find yourself really stuck in between two communities. There's the deaf world where a lot of people have, maybe they went to deaf school or they sign a lot and they all lots of people tend to know each other but you feel like you don't really fit in yes and then you've got the hearing world which is just like the main world that everyone else is in and you feel like you don't fit in there either sure and then by talking about it and my most watched video is actually why I don't sound deaf yeah and a lot of people underneath are like this is me this is exactly my problem oh, no way. I have this all the time I have my mouth and talk to someone and they talk back to me and I'm like I'm, I'm really sorry I know I sound like I understand this, but I have no clue. <laughs> I do yeah. not know what is happening right now. Please help me. Sure. And it was great to just find other people who were in exactly the same situation. Absolutely. I once, a few years ago, I went to this amazing night. It was a nightclub that they put on in East London. I don't know if you ever heard about this. And they did a nightclub specifically for deaf people. Um, and yeah. I went along to it. A friend was doing the PR for it. So he said, you know, you should come along and just see it because it's going to be an incredible event. And they had music playing. But in order to help the deaf people experience the music, they had a vibrating dance floor. Mm. They had screens playing all different kinds of visuals. They had people dancing to the music. And they even had, instead of a DJ, they had an aroma jockey pumping out all these different smells. Oh gosh. <laughs> and every now and then, um, like a, a sweet or something would flash up on the screen and you were given a bag of sweets and told when to eat them. So it was really like trying to synthesize the music yeah. through all of your other senses. My God, and that sounds amazing. It was absolutely incredible. And again, seeing so many people coming together. Mm. And I was like, very ignorantly, I was like, I didn't realize there were this many deaf people. But there was this, you know, hundreds yeah. of them there all having an amazing time. It was it's, incredible. It's a really huge population, actually. Um, I think think I'm right in saying that the majority of people classed as disabled even though not all deaf people class themselves as disabled yeah. are deaf um, and it's definitely something that we as a country need to get better on because obviously as people age they tend to go deafer sure so people think that oh it's not an issue that you know affects my life in any way right now but it probably will be one day in the yes. future yeah so it's always good to educate yourself on things now Absolutely. I mean, I because I, I can't do any sign language or anything like that, and I'm not sure that I know anyone who can. Do you think like it would be better if it, that was more of a standard thing? I think it would be great if BSR could be recognised as one of the languages, the main languages of the UK, yeah. and taught in schools. I think it should be taught in schools. Um, I think it's far more useful to be able to communicate with people in your country who can't um, communicate with you any other way yes. than to learn, like, here's a vague bit of French for when you go on holiday sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. I've forgotten it now. Yeah, I've the only time I've ever used, like, the foreign language skills that I've learned is, is when I meet uh, a guy who is of that nationality and I try and impress them by doing my J'habite totally la montagne. Yeah, I mm -hmm. live in the mountains. Not Excellent. useful. Not Just useful. what he needs to know. <laughs> but, I think actually maybe more than people learning BSR, it's just learning the basics of helping someone to yes. communicate with you. So knowing things about lip reading, like keeping your hands away from your mouth, talking slowly but not too slowly, don't over-enunciate, but also don't mumble. 
Um, don't have a beard. <laughs> no beards. No, just don't do it. Don't Absolutely. do it. Mustaches, beards, no go. <laughs> so how how am I doing right now? Am, am I letting you down? I mean, you're pretty good. I'm um, leaning in a really odd angle to get it? around your microphone. Okay, I'll, I'll, move, I'll move this way. Is that better? And of course, I have Ruthanne, who we haven't introduced. Yes, yeah, so, so, so Jessica's lovely um, interpreter is here with us. Um, I kind of want her to say hello. I think you should say hello. Can you lean in and say... She's, she's coming. She's move coming. In, move Everybody, in. I'm Ruth Ann, the interpreter. <laughs> um, so she's 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 helping out. She's doing an amazing job. She's sat behind me here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm I'm sure some people were a little bit confused about how we were doing this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have help. We have help. I know it's going to be fun later when we try and do a phone in thing. Yeah. I'm so, quite scared. So It'll we have fun. a we have we have a phone guest coming on later um, at the top of the hour, um, and the interpreter is going to be helping there. But we're going to get through it. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have a brilliant we'll time. We'll do well. We'll do well. <laughs> All right. I'm really excited to learn more about you. But I think first, let's have a little bit of music. So, let's go to our first song. So, Jessica, I'm really, yes. um, I'm really interested in the fact that I guess you are kind of an intersectional minority. Um, Ooh, yes. do, do you identify as a lesbian or bisexual or? Oh no, queer I'm, les- or, I'm a lesbian. Lesbian. I have been since the day I was born. Okay, and and you're also obviously living with your disability. Yeah. Um, but you're also a Quaker, I believe. I am. And I have, I I understand that that's a religion. I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah. It is it is a religion. But I have no idea what that means. There's I've been to one of the Quaker buildings before, uh-huh. but I, d- I don't really understand. So I think educate <laughs> me and any oh my of my gosh. my listeners who How may long not do know. we have? Um <laughs> a few minutes. Okay. Well, Quakerism is a religion. Oh my god, I don't want to get this wrong. Um that is like three between three hundred and fifty and four hundred years old. I'm so going to fairly, say. fairly new. Fairly new, yeah. It's founded, based in Christianity, but the idea is that it's living well every day and yeah. in everything you do. Oh. So it's things like we believe in the complete equality of all people. Wow. And that means that we have no right to harm another person through lying to them or cheating them or doing anything bad to them. Um, even by making them feel jealous of something. So it's oh, wow. show things off. Um, and we believe that we all have our own direct relationship with God. Sure. There isn't someone who's higher. We don't believe in hierarchies. Um, so in our Quaker meetings, instead of having a vicar or a priest or a bishop standing at the front, we all face the center of the room and we sit in silence. And we, that's how we can connect with God and then when we feel moved to minister we stand up and we give ministry wow yeah and then when you're done you sit back down there's some silence again and then someone else might stand up and it's also really interesting how often someone will stand up and they'll say something like I was just thinking that no way oh my gosh (laughs) um it's it's a really nice religion I have to say yeah we're all pacifists it's we all believe in sustainability protecting the world the environment it sounds like the best religion I have ever heard of and I'm 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 fully on board with it it sounds well like excellent except one of our key things is oh, not no. allowed to proselytize what does so, that mean 
that means you're not supposed to really um, promote your religion. Oh, look, so wait. the idea is that <laughs> you're doing it wrong. I know, <laughs> doing it wrong. But the idea is that if people like Quakerism, they'll come to it on by themselves. By themselves. Sure. If but it's you, right for you, then you'll find it. You've not tried to sway me into this. You were just telling me about I it. I was just telling you. You were about just telling it. me. Yes. And, and, and now I'm really interested. Indeed. So I was raised as a Quaker. Uh-huh. Um, my parents are Quakers, and we went to Quaker school for a while. And it just, I think it was the most wonderful thing growing up in that not only did it give me the um, self-confidence in knowing that my ideas were valued because you're not looked down on as, oh, you're just a child. Mm. You know, every, everyone's words are respected. Yes. And you're taken into consideration how you're feeling, what your thoughts are on the matter. And then at school, no one talks down to you. Yeah. Even, it's a really simple example I use all the time. But in Quaker schools, when we wanted to go to the toilet, we just stood up and said, I'm going to the toilet, and then we walked out. Like, acted like normal human beings should. And, and went to the <laughs> toilet, and then we came back. Because they had the trust and belief in us yeah. that, of course, we weren't going to go and do anything naughty. We were going to come back. So there's that respect. Yes. You know, if you treat children with respect, they'll treat you with respect. I, I, complete, I completely agree. And I, and, I, and I almost think that that is kind of how all schools should run. There's always this kind yeah. of... Author, I don't know what the word is, but you have this authority who holds all the power and the, yeah. and the kids... Even if, you know, there were times, there was a time when I was in school and my English teacher said to me, they were teaching comparatives and superlatives, and they told me it goes best, better, bestest. (laughs) And And you were like, (laughs) does it? And I was like, "Um, I don't mean to contradict you, sir. But but that's not correct. It's it's good, better, best. And I got given a detention <gasps> for arguing with the teacher. No. So, you know, I do think that everybody should be on the same level. And obviously the teacher is there to teach. But I, I, I think it would work better if everyone was on the, on the kind of same level. Yeah, jeez. And one of the, again, with everyone being on the same level, um, this person who was very helpful for me, Quakerism, we don't differentiate between the love of a man and a woman and the love of a woman and a woman <sighs> or a man and a man. So I was brought up just thinking that it didn't, you know, love is love, whatever. That's amazing. I genuinely believed as a small child that you could just marry a girl if you wanted. Well, you can. I mean, you can now. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. So when <laughs> I was a little kid, I was like, but obviously you can do that. That's what I'm going to do. And my parents didn't raise me with the kind of... When you grow up and find your husband, it was, you know, and it wasn't, oh, one day when you have a boyfriend, you'll understand. Instead, it was, well, one day when you're dating or one day if you get married to someone. That is... It was always very gender neutral in terms of my future. And then I was like, I just, well, I didn't even come out to my parents. Mm. I don't have a coming out story like everyone else. Because it just, I grew up. Yeah. And they were like, oh, she's still really, she's still really into Pocahontas. <laughs> okay, I guess that's not gone anywhere. <laughs> she's gay. So why, why do you think Quakerism, because I feel like so many of the other religions, um, you know, Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, Islam, I feel like they all kind of have some kind of anti-gay beliefs embedded in them. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, th- I think that they do. So why do you think Quakerism um, is, is so different? Do you think it comes from that place of respecting well, everyone and being kind to everyone? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not going to say that in history no Quaker was ever vaguely sure. homophobic <laughs> because 
I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah. Because that's history. Um, and not even all Quakers around the world in different countries, because there are a lot of Quakers in places like Kenya and America. They don't all support the British Quakers. Sure. In supporting marriage equality and having marriage equality. Um, but why do religions have homophobic tendencies? It's a big question. Mm. It's a very, very big question. Well, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's someone's PhD. Yes, right um, absolutely. <laughs> it's more than a PhD. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think we can we could say like, oh, it's all the patriarchy. It's all blah blah blah. But I think it's just to do with history and really boring stuff yeah. like property rights. Old books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the boring old stuff where they were like, well, we need to get you married because we need to know that this child is legitimate and then they can inherit stuff. Yeah. I think it's probably more based on that. Did you, did you find any kind of um, difficulties or almost culture shocks? Because you said you went to Quaker school, for instance, oh. and then when you left that world, because if it was this kind of everyone's on the same level, there's no hierarchy, we're all being really kind to each other, we're all being lovely, and then you kind of step yeah. out of that world and, and, and people in the world aren't always that nice. No, this is true. I mean, I had gone to a non-Quaker school before that and I went to a non-Quaker school after that as well. Um, and it is such a shock when you're told no for things. Mm. When you can put your hand up and you're like, can I dot or dot? And like, no. And you're like, oh. 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 <laughs> no, but that was such a reasonable question. I mean, I think it's my human rights here that I can go and... Get some water? <laughs> I, I thought that was allowed. <laughs> nope. I, I better ring the Hague and check. <laughs> what, what's the Hague? Huh? What's the Hague? Oh, like the United Nations. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm very, very uneducated. Oh, so they can come in and, like, legislate <laughs> about human rights or something. Okay. You know, you know how it goes. Um, Clearly what every school child does. So tell me more about your YouTube channel. And um, because one thing we haven't talked about is yes. your incredible sense of style. Oh. Every time I see a picture of you pop up on my social media, you are looking absolutely... And this kind of, I don't know what the word is, but so it's kind. all vintage look. Yeah, no, vintage is the right, is the right word. So how, how, did, how did this come to be? Lord only knows, <laughs> says my mother repeatedly. Um, I think it just has a lot to do with having been as a child um, as a child I wasn't diagnosed with my disability I was only diagnosed when I was 17 sure. so I spent a lot of time with people not believing that I had a problem like I constantly had injuries and illnesses and I get the same like oh she's just really lazy like, oh she's such a troublemaker she's always got something else wrong with her sure. and just that being not believed almost gave me the confidence because I knew there was something wrong even if all of these adults said there wasn't yeah. I was like, well I know I'm right and that just gave me confidence somehow instead of bashing me down it made me think well I'm right about everything so yeah huh. so <laughs> I just sort of wore what I wanted to wear because they were going to say things about me anyway so I might as well look really glamorous when yeah. I did it. And then later on when I became very ill, I spent a lot of time in hospital. And I'd come back to school for maybe an hour every other day. Oh, I'd gosh. attempt to, but it would actually be 20 minutes um, in my wheelchair. And you get that awkward thing where you roll up and you know every single person in the common room of 200 people turns around and looks at you. Mm. And you know they're going to do that anyway. 
So I'm damn well going to wear a ball gown while I do it. Yes, absolutely. Because I'm going to look stunning. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and they will remember that forever. Yeah, incredible. That's the best thing I've ever heard. That's the best reason to do anything. <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm going to make an entrance, I'm going to do it properly. Yeah, so I just feel like, you know, I don't really live within society's boundaries anyway. Yeah. I'm disabled. I married a woman. I do what the hell I like all you're, the time. You're a rebel. Yeah. Break rebel all the rules. in the most <laughs> hilarious, like, 1950s proper type of way. Amazing. But there we go. It's counterculture. It's just a different I love culture. it. I love it. And I, I love you. You're my new, fa- <laughs> new favourite person. New favourite person. Oh, thank you. I'm very fond of you too. <laughs> we are going to be reacting to your sex confessions later oh on in the show. Um, so if you would like to send them in, you can do that by emailing callum at foobarradio.com. And give us, give us your worst because it's completely anonymous. And Jessica and I, we, we want to have a bit of fun. I will gasp a lot. <laughs> I am pretty sure. See how much you can make me gasp. <laughs> so yeah, do send those in and let's have a little bit more music guess who back in the house heels click clack and about fine fresh feminine style to 11 i'm divine so heavenly gentlemen sweat let's dance across the board no doubt I love the the, the the contrast between Jessica's song choices and, and my song choices. It's 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 the most yes. wonderful divide, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, Jessica, we're going to play a little bit of Two Truths, One Lie now. Okay. So for our lovely listeners who don't know what that is, Jessica has three facts about herself, but one of them is completely fictional, and I have to figure out which one that is. Okay. I'm going to try and remember these. I did pre-prepare them. Okay, we're ready. So, number one, uh, I had a Madonna video based on me. A Madonna video? Yes. Based on you? Yes. Okay, wait, Mm. wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold. Wait, do we have to go into this before my other truths? Yeah, yeah, we do. I'm barely remembering them. I'm going to pick you apart. Um, Go, go for it. So, Tell tell me more. What was the Madonna video? I bet it was to do with your sense of style, right? It had to be. Um, I was four. Oh, so, okay. I was a stylish four-year-old, though. I was very stylish. I don't think I was in four. I was probably about three. Um, it was for the Madonna video, Dear Jessie. Okay. Um, because her people phoned my dad, who made music videos, and said, Hi, we have a song called Dear Jessie. Can you make a video for it? And he was like, Oh, well, I have a Jessie. My daughter is Jessie. So he just based the video on me. It's entirely me. So it's my bedroom. It's old wallpaper that they had left over from doing my bedroom. No all of my way. toys got taken. All of my toys got taken for the that's day. Not, that's not fair. I was not pleased. <laughs> just saying. Just saying, parents. I remember. And so, and they just and they dance around in the video. And then there's a little animated me with my grandparents' dog. No way. Yeah. But wait, so your your father is like a producer? Of He's music an animation film director. Oh. He used to make uh, music videos. That's absolutely incredible. And yeah. that sounds very plausible. That seems like a very detailed thing to... To very, very detailed. To uh, make up. Or is it a super detailed lie? Mm. Ooh. Maybe. Oh, I'm not uh. sure. Okay, let's, let's hear your next one. Okay, my next one is that I... This is more personal. I was a virgin until I was 21. Ooh. Mm. Mm. How old are you now? I'm 29. Okay, and you've been Should married. Never ask a lady. Uh, sorry, age. sorry. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Oopsies. Um, and you've been married for three years. I've been married for a year and a half. We've been, been together, together for three and a half years. Three and a half years. 
Well, hmm. almost four years. You seem like quite a traditionalist. Yes. So I don't. I don't know if that would that could potentially mean sex before marriage. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure. Who I feel knows? like it's. I feel like it's very plausible that you could have twenty one. You said. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very plausible, but then maybe it's too simple, and maybe that is the lie. Oh. Oh. Have I not made it detailed enough? <laughs> maybe. Okay. What's your What's your third one? Um, and my third one was that I know my monetary value in hotels because because my ex was told to stop dating me and in order to do that she would get a hotel her dad owned hotels I should say <gasps> that wasn't like a wait so random your, hotel <laughs> your ex's parents yes used to tell her that she's not allowed to date you yes because you were lesbians yes and so your ex used to rent hotels no, no 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 so they said if you stop dating that girl we'll give you a hotel we'll give you a hotel like here's a hotel <laughs> for you forever oh my god and how and, and are we allowed to talk about how much this hotel was worth or no, no. <laughs> but presumably i mean it hurt a lot but it, maybe it boosted my ego a little bit because um, she chose you, right? She didn't choose the hotel. No, she's my ex. Think it through. Wait, so so she chose the hotel. <laughs> she chose the hotel. Yeah. What a, what a monster. Well, now you have to work out whether that's true. Oh my god. Or a lie. Which one's the lie? Well, I'm trying to figure out if they connect together. Like, is is this the the girl that you lost your virginity to, and then did she leave you for a hotel? Because she saw a Madonna video. Yeah. <laughs> it's all connected. It's all intertwined. <gasps> I I really hope that that's not true because that is the most upsetting thing that I've ever heard, and I I really really hope that that's not true. But I kind of feel like it is. Oh, oh, I'm in a bit of a bind. Oh. I feel like, okay, I'm go- what, I'm go- what I'm going with here is I feel okay. like your first one was so detailed and it all makes okay. so much sense to me. Right, right. Um, so four-year-old you was turned into a Madonna music video. Yep. All your toys were there. I'm absolutely on board with that. And for now, I'm saying that can that is... Can find it on YouTube? <laughs> I, can I look now? No, I won't. I won't. I won't. I, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that that one is true. Okay. Um, oh, tell me more about if it. I mean, you can. You don't have to divulge any information you don't want to. But tell me, you lost your virginity at twenty-one. So who was that with? How did that? Um, well, I've only dated two people. Okay. One of whom I am now married to. And the other one is the is the yes. hotel monster. Um, I mean, monster is harsh. <laughs> the, is a, the weight of homophobic parents is heavy. That is you. Uh, you're just such a kind and wonderful person. Oh, thank and you. <laughs> the fact that you would phrase it that way is is amazing. Um, I I'm gonna say that sadly that your ex did leave you to get a hotel. I'm gonna say that that is true as well. And I'm gonna say that the lie is that you lost your virginity at the age of 21. You are right. I'm right. I'm correct. Yeah. <gasps> I actually lost my virginity at the age of 23. Okay, and, and was that to the hotel that, lady? That was. To the hotel lady. And I was really sad about it afterwards. Not that, not straight afterwards. I was like, oh, yay, we're together, we're together forever, amazing. Um, but a few years later, when we broke up, yeah. I was then like, oh, I waited all that time. Yeah. And then it 
That's not. No, that's it's, it's it's really sad, and that must have been such a kind of jarring disconnect to, to yourself. Have such presumably really accepting parents. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we spoke about how accepting yeah, they yeah. were, um, and then for your partner to have such. It definitely, it definitely was difficult mm. and very hard for me to understand. My parents have been utterly accepting around yeah. everything I have ever done. That's wonderful. Um, like that, I was like, parents, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Uh. <laughs> okay, darling, whatever. Follow sure. your heart. Yeah. They like they always brought me up with whatever makes you happy. That's the thing to do. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anyone else. You just go and live your best life, darling. That's incredible. So like, okay, so I'm going to parent. And, and and did you did you get to meet your ex's parents who weren't accepting? I, I met her mother once. Yes, and uh, we had to pretend like we were just friends. Oh no, it was really awkward. Oh, that 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 breaks my little heart. But you yeah. know what? There was a happy ending because you. There met, was a happy ending. You met somebody lovely. Who? Yes, I mean they're about I don't know a hundred first dates in between. Yeah, I went on a lot of first dates. They did not. They did not end well. I had maybe had two second dates, um, and then I met my beautiful wife, my one and only. And on our first date, I, I just looked at her and I knew she was the one. It oh was like gosh. a massive puzzle piece in my chest just slotted into place. That oh, so poetic, and oh, so it was like literally love at first sight. I guess literally love at first sight. I just I knew. Yeah, I knew, and we sat in a pub talking until they threw us out the pub. I'm like, please just go home. You've been here for hours. Like, sorry, sorry. And she walked me home and we just chatted and chatted and chatted. And then we stood on my front doorstep for an hour in the, I mean, it wasn't that cold, but it was for an hour until about 1am just talking. And we've not really been separated since. Like our third date, she came over and I cooked her dinner. She brought a little bag with her. And then that was it. That was she it. Moved you were. In. That's. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, I guess when you know, you know. And I think the fact that you went on this date and you just went to the pub and you just sat and talked and talked and talked says yeah. so much. I think sometimes I've been on dates where we've been doing something really exciting and yet the chemistry and it just doesn't click. And then other times you could literally be sat on the floor in an empty room and you're having the best time because you're really connecting with that person. Yeah. So I think that's it's really, really nice that that's how you... And I think the thing that made me... Although I had that initial rush of, oh my God, you're amazing. We'll yeah. be together forever. Um, we then had she, everything I then told her, like, oh, by the way, this isn't just a fancy Bluetooth headset. Uh, it's a hearing aid. Yeah. I'm actually quite deaf. Also, I, I have this disability where occasionally bits of me don't work. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes this happens and it's a bit scary and you have to go to a And she's just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was just on board with So that. blase. Have you had any bad dating experiences where people have oh, like, God, reacted yes. badly? Yeah, oh I've had, they tended to fall into two groups. The ones who are like, oh my God, this is so scary. Wow, no, please go away. Yeah. I actually had one girl who said to me, oh wow, oh God, if I had that, I would kill myself. What? I was like, oh thanks. Why do they think that's, that's, that's okay? That's just my life, don't worry about it. That's a horrible, Great. horrible thing to say. Yeah, completely hideous. Uh, uh, and again, I did tell her never ever to say that to anyone, anyone ever again. Anyone ever again. And yeah. the fact that she didn't know that already. I know. Was Where a was she bit raised? <laughs> In a barn. Um, and, and you are, you, you yourself are Malaysian. So did you No, grow, I'm not Malaysian. not Malaysian. Your parents no, are Malaysian. No, my wife's Malaysian. Your wife's Malaysian. Okay, I was very <laughs> confused. No, my wife is half Malaysian. Okay. So she's half Chinese Malay. Okay. And we actually just spent 
eight weeks in Malaysia. Oh, wow. How was that? Traveling around. It was amazing. Spent lots of time with her family, who, even though they are Chinese Malay, and traditionally they're not the most accepting. Yeah. Um, they're just completely amazing with us. And the first time we went out there two years ago, they threw an engagement party, a joint one, for the two of us and also Claudia's sister and her fiancé. And Claudia was like, okay, look, just so you know, before we go into this party, it is very much going to be about the two of them. It's going to be about their really, like, straight, happy little coupledom. And we are very much going to be in the corner. We might get mentioned a little bit, but it won't be about us. Please don't feel bad if we're just overlooked. You know, it's fine. It's fine. They're not coming at us with pitchforks and throwing us into the street. So I'm perfectly fine with them not celebrating us. Um, And we walked in and it was just the most beautiful sight. Everything was completely equal. So they came over and they gave us umpals, which are the red envelopes with money in. And it was equal amounts for both couples. They gave us matching identical presents, everything. They talked about when we one day come back with our children for both of us. And it was such a magical, wonderful experience mm. of complete acceptance. Yeah. Even though they were like, well, we're not really sure about this gay thing. We don't know about it. But you're both wonderful and we love you. So, that's, yay. <laughs> that's the best possible reaction that anyone yeah. could ever give. And I think that's even... I think sometimes people can be too overcompensating. Yeah. That, you know, oh, I, I'm okay with this. I think this totally is okay amazing. I'm totally I'm okay with the gays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, Love the, the gays. gays. Love the gays. To just be like, okay, very good. Well, here's your envelope and here's your envelope yeah. and everybody's equal. Bring us back some children. Thank you. Yeah, like, and then when we were here this time, because um, we now have a little nephew. Just very exciting. Aww. Claudius has had a baby. So now we came back this time and they were like, when is your baby coming? <laughs> <laughs> they are very direct Chinese people. They're like, when's yours? Uh huh. When's when's the date? When will it be here? You will be coming with the baby next time, yes? Tapping their watches. Uh, we expect you with baby next time. We're like, okay, sorry, we won't come back until we've got a baby. Jeez. And 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 will there be a baby? Uh, hopefully, oh, yes. That is exciting. that is our plan. Yeah. Have some things to do first. Yeah, got some things to figure out. Yeah. Got some things to work out, yeah. <laughs> Not the most simple thing in the world. But hopefully in the next few years I will have a little bubba. Well, I, I hope I get to meet the bubba when it does come. Yeah. Don't don't come back here to this radio station without, without a baby. baby. Bring what me a baby. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of pressure on you. I mean, I'd, I'd still run from the street if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm really broody. Okay, but don't do that. I'm a bit of a danger. Don't, don't do that. You, you, you will go to prison. You will go yeah. to prison. <laughs> but I'll have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. Should we have a bit more music, Jessica? Let's go for it. All right. This is one of your choices. This oh, is a good. bit of Judy Garland. Come on, get happy. You better chase all your cares away. Fubar Radio presents. Back 
Aaron Show with Johanna James. Huge welcome, Arabella Neal. Welcome. It's, it's a wonderfully bonkers, insane play that it's set in a club toilet. So I am so intrigued. <laughs> I know. Because I always wonder what goes I down there. Oh, yeah. You don't even want to know, but like you want to know, but you don't want to know. Because ladies go together. We we go together. I mean, we literally go together. We'll sit yeah. and pee in, in, at the, the same time. In the cubicles. Yeah. yeah. You stand in the cubicle together. Yeah, because you continue when you talk. You just drop your knickers, have a wee, and then you swap places. Yeah. Shut up. No way. <laughs> well, it's not that weird. You guys get your Johnson's out next to each other yeah but I don't tell my mate to shake it do I every Friday Background Show with Johanna James from 4pm FUBAR Radio so we have something quite exciting now Jessica Um, yes never before have we done a competition on this show Um, but we have something lovely to give away to our lovely listeners so we we have a pair of Sennheiser smart headphones Um, they are earpieces fitted with high quality microphones letting you create videos with stunning 3D sound on your device whoa sounds fancy as hell and apparently they're really good for vloggers and content creators like ourselves (laughs) so maybe maybe we won't give them away maybe we'll just steal them yeah, I mean, I don't know how useful headphones would be for me. <laughs> That's a very good fit. I'm sure you would love them. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they might be great for me. I can, maybe we'll give them away. <laughs> yes, let's give them away instead. Um, so if you want to win one of these pairs of headphones, all you have to do is go over to Fubar Radio's Twitter, um, give them a follow and retweet the image that they are posting right now. Um, and then don't say we don't ever give you anything. Do people say that? <laughs> Callum, you give me nothing. <laughs> they say it all the time. All the time. Hush, people. Don't be so cruel to him. I know. They're so he mean tries. to me. They're so mean to oh. me. Um, I wanted to talk to you, Jessica, about yes. um, queer identities. Yeah. So I feel like there's almost this, like, there's almost like this movement now mm-hmm. of lots and lots of people choosing to not identify as lesbian, not identify as gay, not identify as bi or pan and just instead choose to identify as queer. Yeah. Um, And I think people are doing this because they don't want to feel as boxed in as they used to. You know, we've had LGBT plus rights has moved on such a long way. And Mm, I think people mm. are starting to feel that although they, they they do need to kind of identify that way as a way of expressing themselves, but maybe they don't want to be boxed in very much. So Tom Daly recently came out and he spoke about this and said, you know, he... He's he's married to a man, and yeah. you know he 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 came out as gay and all that. But every now and then, he does feel attracted to women, and he does feel sexually attracted to women. Um, but he doesn't feel bisexuality is the right term for him. No, um, I mean I think we're all on a scale, aren't we? We've got the Kinsey scale for that. Yes, we do. And uh, most of us, I think, are somewhere along that scale. I feel like I am one hundred percent gay. Like I shouldn't be more gay. I'm just super super gay. <laughs> Um, so I've I've never really I've never had a boy thing in that way. Yeah. Um, but I I understand. Have you seen any videos from Rowan Ellis? I love Rowan. Yes, absolutely. Isn't she awesome? Adore Rowan. Yes. Just have a little love in for Rowan. <laughs> but she has a really great video about queer identity because she calls herself queer yes. rather than lesbian, and she says that's because lesbian as a term has historically had a lot of transphobic. Um, connotations mm. with that whole kind of turf and who's sure. a woman and who's not a woman and if you're a identifying as a lesbian but then you date a trans woman you're no longer a lesbian you're right. out of our group right and a lot Which of that wrong, kind of but... mucky 
history. Yeah. So she chooses to identify herself as queer. queer. Um, I choose to identify myself as lesbian because I think it's just a term for me. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily look at the wider history and who else chooses to call themselves a lesbian and if they want to take my term and turn it into something else it doesn't you know that's that's on them but this is something that i feel suits me as a person so that's why i identify as that in the same way that disabled i use as a term i am proud and happy to say i am disabled i'll wear a badge (laughs) <laughs> I won't actually wear a badge because I don't like having anything with lettering upon my Because it ruins your outfit. It does. It does, <laughs> yes. But I'm very proud of that. I like having a label. Even if other people have taken it and turned it into something bad, I think you can still take it, take any kind of term like that and make it your own. Yeah. And so I, but I completely understand people wanting to use the term queer. Yeah, I, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think uh, a label should be something that you use yourself and mm. it's it's your own personal identity and if you want to identify in a certain way and maybe technically the definition that's in the dictionary doesn't exactly match that then i don't think that matters people should be able to identify in whatever way they choose there was an amazing story about this gay man mm. and he lived his whole life as a gay man he was a very big part of the gay community he had sex with a lot of men he dated a lot of men was in a lot of gay relationships And then one day he met a woman and fell, Mm. unexpectedly even to him, he fell madly in love with her and they ended up getting married. But he still chooses to identify as gay. Yeah. Which I think is is, is fascinating and and quite lovely because he still feels gay for everyone else except this one woman who just kind of came into his life. I understand that. And it's something I talk about with my wife quite a lot. Um, because, like, again, I am 100% of the yeah. female loving. <laughs> and she's dated boys in the past. She's had boyfriends. Um, she's not, she doesn't feel like she can say she will ever not like men ever again. Yeah. But she still identifies as lesbian. And my thing is that I, always, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. If you are 99% straight and 1% gay, as long as I fall into the 1% gay that you fancy, we're good. Yeah, as, as, as long as you or guys are, are staying together and you guys are being a couple, then yeah, it doesn't really exactly. matter outside of that. So I get really concerned when I see online a lot of people's reactions to how others choose to label themselves and other people's sexuality and gender and... I, but why do you care? Why are you all I'm angry? I'm so sorry. How yeah. does this affect you in any way? Yeah, absolutely. What's it got to do with you? Nothing. And I, and I, I don't know what the answer to that question is. <laughs> because these, these, pe- these people are so angry sometimes. You yeah. know, these are the people who are writing angry articles and going on the television. And uh, you know, the fact that these people are given a platform in the first place is worrying. beyond me and worrying. Um, but, but, but what's causing that anger? Why is that person over there choosing to use that label to identify themselves and choosing to live their life happily, mm. which is in no way affecting you. No. Why, why so angry? It's the same drama we have with gay marriage. I mean, is my marriage harming anyone? No, me. I'm, it's me personally. Is no. it? Is it? <laughs> but I'm like, I'm sorry. If, you're, if my gay marriage is affecting your straight marriage, maybe your marriage isn't so good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For anything else to come in and affect your marriage... That's on your marriage. 
There's not on anyone else. And, and that's when they'll sweep in with, oh, but what about the children? What what about the children? What about them? I know many children raised by same-sex parents. They're exactly. Exactly. And and, and, on- and actually, I mean, if we look at studies, children raised by gay parents have higher IQs. Do they really? They do. <laughs> Suck on that, straight people. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're just, just putting that information out there. Not saying anything. Saying. Not saying anything about it. Um, we have um, a really special guest joining us um, in just a few minutes. They're going to be joining us on the phone. Um, we also are going to be reacting to your sex confessions later on in the show. So Ooh. if you would like to send those in, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. It's completely anonymous and Jessica and I are very lovely people. We're not going to... I'm really excited. There's for no this. judgment here. Everything's cool. Whatever you've been up to, we're cool with it. We're just gonna talk about it and and and, and probably praise you for being so awesome. No judgment. I just really want to know your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll have our guest joining us shortly. But for now, let's have a little bit of M and E K. Swimming pool of passion, mutual attraction. We are now joined by body and sex positive mental health advocate and freelance writer, Liv Cassano. How are you doing, Liv? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, just to let you and our lovely listeners know, um, we are with the lovely Jessica here in the studio. Um, and hello, she's, hello. And Jessica Hi. is working with an interpreter. So if we, there is a little bit of a delay or anything like that, that is why. Um, no problem. Liv, tell us a little bit about what you do. I've been looking at some of your articles recently and you talk about some incredible things. So give us a little bit of a background on yourself. Well, I like to call myself a dildo diva. Dildo which diva. Is just a very, <laughs> just a very fun way of saying that I write about sex. I write about um, anything to do with the female body and the female experience. And as a very sex-positive person, that means that I write about sex and sex toys and vaginas and things that go inside vaginas. Um, and it's all very, very fun. It, I mean, it sounds fun. And being able to call yourself a dildo diva is, is probably the best thing I've ever heard. It's worth it just I, for the name. <laughs> that, that name was actually given to be by, by um, one of my mum's best friends. So... Um, a middle-aged woman gave me that name, and I love it even more for that reason. That's that that I mean, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm really interested because I know I know you recently spoke about this. I'm really interested in pegging and pegging mm-hmm. happening in heterosexual relationships. So, for yeah. um, for anyone listening, um, do you want to give us a rundown on what pegging is? Yeah. So and, pegging. Yeah. Pegging is uh, a sexual act where a straight man is penetrated by a woman wearing a strap-on dildo. Um, so it's basically just, it's anal sex in a hetero, in a hetero relationship where the um, roles are reversed. So it's a woman penetrating a man. Yes. Um, I, what I'm really enjoying is, is, is watching Je- <laughs> Jessica and her interpreter, uh, interpreter trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sign language is um, very visual, obviously. involves some yeah. acting out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what's happening in the studio right now. Um, I'm, really, I'm really, really interested in this because I think there is this almost uh, stigma around men um doing straight men doing anything mm-hmm. anything anal with their with their own with their own anus i think yeah. there's this 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 idea that any straight man who does that is inherently gay which of course isn't true we're all we're all per, we, you know men have um 
prostates well m a lot of men have prostates um mm -hmm. and that's they're capable of pleasure through their prostate yeah. so I, I i i don't know where this stigma comes from that the idea of, of using that um jessica go ahead sorry can i ask a quick question yes um is it called is it only called pegging if it's a cis man i i think so but i'm not sure that's a very um, good question yeah, pegging pegging technically involves uh, a strap on and it and involves a man and a woman. So I imagine you could use it in other scenarios, but um, typically it's to describe when a cis woman penetrates a cis man a cis with man. a strap on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a complicated little world to navigate. I <laughs> learn new things every day. <laughs> it's, just, it's just anal sex. It's just a very fancy word for anal sex. Yeah. So, 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 so let, let's talk about the stigma and, where, and where, where do you kind of think that comes from? And how do you think we can almost get straight men to almost open up? <laughs> Mind the well, pun. Well, in our, oh, in our society, there's a very weird idea that what you like in bed uh, defines you right so fetishes or um what you like to watch in porn so a lot of straight men have internalized this kind of homophobia uh, and think that if they like anything done to their bums then they're obviously um gay mm. which is utter bollocks because you're gay if you're attracted to men so you know Pegging is like any other type of sexual activity. It's just pleasure. It's, re it's really just about something that feels good and makes you come. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't make you, it doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make you unmanly. Um, there's this really kind of misguided patriarchal idea that it, it's, uh, it's a form of emasculation if a woman is dominating you. But um, it's really not it. You know, if, if, if you don't like anal play or if, you, if the idea of pegging doesn't really tickle your fancy because you're you don't really like anything done to your bum because of an ooh factor or kind of you think it's a bit icky mm. that's totally fine um but you know you shouldn't let something as silly as um you know internalized homophobia get in the way of a potentially mind-blowing orgasm that just seems a bit stupid yeah exactly and i think we have traditionally connected um you know anal sex with homosexuality and mm -hmm. anything else as, as heterosexuality. And I, I actually have a really mm. interesting example of this. So when I mm. was in school, I was quite heavily bullied. Um, mm -hmm. And there was this one guy in particular who, who really aggressively bullied me for years. And then several years after I left school and I'd come out as gay, um, I saw him in a bar and he came up and he started talking to me. And, and I started, you know, saying, oh, I'm, you know, I'm openly gay. I have a boyfriend now. And... He start, He then. He was having a few drinks, and then he started opening up to me, and he said, "You know, when I when I masturbate, I like to shove two fingers in my ass." And he was. How uh, drunk was this guy? <laughs> he just, you know, he started just talking to me casually. Okay. I mean, this was after you know quite a few drinks, um, but he was so terrified to tell me this, and I could see yeah. that I don't think he ever told anyone that in his whole life. But because yeah. I was a gay man, he felt that he could tell me. But he was so scared and he was saying, does, does this make me gay? Am I gay? And I was like, dude, no, absolutely not. And I think the irony is that, that I'm a gay man who doesn't like any kind of anal play. Um, and yeah. it, it's the association that gay men like mm -hmm. it and straight men don't. And actually, that's completely interchangeable. But again, it's about basing your own sexuality and your own sexual needs on what other people are doing. Yeah. And you should really just be thinking about yourself. 
Yeah, and I yeah, think... and it's what I was saying before. What you like in bed doesn't necessarily um, mean like it doesn't it doesn't say anything about you as a person. You know, there's no there's you know, sex is so subjective. Everyone likes a lot of different things, and there's there shouldn't be any judgment in that hmm. or preconceptions. One thing I could... One thing I hear quite often, um, often yeah. when it when it comes to kink and things like that, is, um, mm-hmm. oh God, what happened to you? What messed you up? And it's like, well, well oh. nothing messed but me then up. Lesbians get that all the time. Mm. Oh, that what, is da- so what man damaged you? Yeah. What did your ex boyfriend do to you? Yeah. What happened to you as a child? Oh, it's... Yeah, it's 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 this idea that unless you're into really mainstream or vanilla sex, then there must be something wrong with you. But as long as what you're doing is consensual then you know let your freak flag fly it's all okay just just make sure it's consensual make sure it's legal and make sure that you're being safe in cases of um stds and unwanted pregnancies when you're talking about hetero scenarios but aside from that it's all good it's all fine words words to live by right there (laughs) (laughs) um right the next thing i want to talk about and i and i've been so excited to talk about this um all day um is i I don't know i'm probably going to say this wrong so so maybe you can take this away from me teledildonics oh yes good good luck signing that one (laughs) say what now teledildonics is um sounds I mean, it, it can sign, it can sound kind of like sci-fi dystopian, but it's actually a really cool technology. It's just a very fancy word for um, wirelessly synced sex toys that communicate with each other through Wi-Fi or through the internet. So, um, basically, you can be in London and your partner can be in, I don't know, New York. Yes. And you each have se- a sex toy um say if uh, if we're talking about a straight couple the girl will have uh the woman will have a vibrator and the man will have like a flashlight and these two toys are synced to each other so they react off each other so if you change the vibration on your vibrator it will communicate that to the flashlight in like new york and oh, wow. it's like you're having sex with each other but you're not in the same room it sounds like the most incredible thing that I've ever heard, and I and I want this. It's, I mean, like my first thought there was, oh my god, that's amazing for like long distance relationships. Yeah. You can bring you together, it'd be yeah, fabulous. Exactly. And then my second thought is, that's super scary. What if someone hacks it? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. What if someone hacks it? <laughs> is that possible? It, it, that's very possible. That Uh-oh. is so possible because um, anything that is connected to the internet can essentially be hacked. And there is, there have been cases of sex toys being hacked, and obviously. No. You don't want anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there is a very big problem when it comes to um, when it comes to privacy um, and data mining and all, you know, hackers could potentially communicate, so to speak, with your toy. And, you know, if if a device is taken over by someone you don't want to then it's a non-consensual sexual activity. And it's really scary to think about the fact that this can all be done through the internet, like that the is, robots are taking over. That is terrifying. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I, originally I was like, oh my God, get Still me one of this? those. Mm. And now I'm like... No, let's back away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. they have, they have you know, teledodonics have a really good potential uh, for, as you guys said, uh, long distance relationships and they kind of help um, you know 
maintained a sense of intimacy for mm. couples who don't live um, in the same country, in the same city. And they're also really great for sex workers and, for example, cam girls because um, mm. they can use them with their clients um, mm. and kind of provide a more... Um, Intimate. A more, yeah, it's kind of like virtual reality porn, but even better. And um, it's still quite a niche technology, but it's slowly, slowly getting more traction and becoming more mainstream. But yeah, obviously, as with any type of technology, there's huge downside when it comes to privacy and um, and hacking. Because oh I, I, I once heard of, I guess it was a more primitive version of this, where you have a, a sex toy and then you have a, a long distance remote control. So mm. um, I've heard of like butt plugs and things like that, where yeah. one person can have them in and then they can go and... Yeah. L- live about their day and they could be doing their office job or whatever and then Mm -hmm. you could just like flick it on and so yeah basically the the most common are love eggs love eggs yes yeah um a woman will wear or a man i suppose if if it's the butt plug version um will wear them and then their partner can just turn them on and off whenever they fancy and you can just kind of like you know you can be working at your desk and suddenly they turn on you're like oh i wasn't expecting that um, but the thing about <laughs> I guess for the other person, it's also sex without the effort. Yeah, I know. basically. Yeah. The thing about like you can get your partner off without really doing much. Yeah, you just have to press a button. <laughs> Maybe which, is every, which is every, every straight man's dream of giving an orgasm without making any effort at all, yeah. basically. But teledoldonics mm-hmm. is that same principle, except that um, you both get to participate. So whatever you do, your partner's toy reacts to it. So it's kind of like having sex, but yeah. with someone who's not there. Oh, see, see, now I want it again. I, I, I went from <laughs> wanting it, and then I didn't want it, and now I, now I want it again. It's been run well, back it, around. It's available. <laughs> it, it, it's a technology that's available. You can buy these toys, so is it ex- go for it. Is it expensive? Yeah, as, uh, from as far as I know, it is, just because... You know, this technology has existed, I think, since the 90s, but at the time, nobody wanted it because it was expensive. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just now starting to gain more demand. Mm. So, obviously, the more people will want to buy them, the, the more... The price will come down. Do you yeah, feel like exactly. something, so something that in 10 years' time, everyone will have? Well, um, for the articles I wrote, I spoke to a couple of experts, and they don't think that it'll ever be... Like, it will never replace real sex. It will never replace real intimacy. So ultimately, I think it just, you know, you, you, you can't really tell. Hopefully, it'll become more popular because, as I said, it's a really good uh, innovation for sex workers and cam girls and um, uh, porn stars. But as far as day-to-day couples, unlikely, to be honest. I, I think you, you can't. I, I, you know, you can't replace that intimacy. You can't replace that warmth. You can't replace that tenderness. I think, it, yeah. I, like we discussed earlier, I think it is a wonderful thing for long-distance couples or yeah. situations where somebody is, is working away or things like that, or like cam girls, things like that. It's, it's great. It's amazing. But you're never going to no. be able to... It feels like something you'd have to use as the last resort. So yes. if there's no yeah. other option, we'll do yeah. this. Get, get the tel- bit... teledildonics out. All right. It's a bit like... <laughs> Like it's a bit like masturbation. People say, "Oh, but you know, you, you do you not mean if you use sex toys, you know, that means you're never going to have sex again." And mm. it's a bit like, "Well, no, because you still kind of want the the skin to skin contact." Humans are really social creatures, so we do really crave that intimacy and that connection. 
and you can't really replace that with technology, no matter how good the technology is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Liv, it's been amazing chatting to you, and, and you've, oh, thank you. you've, you've taught us so much, and I'm, and I'm really, really grateful for My the, mind has been blown. Yeah, you've, both of our minds have been blown wide open. <laughs> um, if, people, if people want to read your work or follow you on social media, where can they do that? They can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Liv underscore CSS. Lovely. And, and you, talk about, you talk about lots of things like this, right? Yes, there'll be a lots of um, povey topics on my timeline. So if you want to join the moistness, then you can follow me. <laughs> amazing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been Thanks an absolute you, star. See you later, thank Liv. You. Bye. Bye. What, what an absolute legend oh she was. Oh, my gosh. Have, uh, so are you I'm, still, I'm still in the hacker thing. That uh, just yes. scares me. So you won't be investing in any... No, thank you, no. What if you found out you and... I, I forgot, I, I don't know your Claudia. wife's name. Claudia. Um, what if you and Claudia had to spend a year apart and someone was like, here you go, you can have these, free of charge? Well, we currently struggle spending an evening apart, so... <laughs> that, w- that would be tricky. I don't know, we might just crumble to dust. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Should we have a bit more music, Jessica? Yes. Okay, this is Lullaby. So when you used to date, yes, did you ever do the old dating apps? Oh, I did. Yes, yeah. how yes, did, I how did. How did you get on with them? Um, well, I didn't do any of the kind of normal ones. I think. Oh, okay. I mean, I did Okay Cupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who that's, hasn't done Okay Cupid? That's a normal one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, where you get you know fifty messages from old men. Yeah. You know. Thanks, thanks so much. <laughs> thrilled, thrilled Excellent. about this. Excellent, <laughs> brilliant. Not what I need in my life right now. Clearly put on my lesbian, but sure. Um, and then I did apps like Datch, which is now called Her. Oh, okay. I've never actually heard of that one. Oh, that one's really good. Yeah. I really, I recommend that app. Okay, cool. I met my wife on it. That's how you met? It is. Oh, my God. Oh, and then you went on your first date where you went to the pub. Yes, and, yes. Oh, that's so lovely. Did you um, meet the previous girlfriend as well on on that app no no No. uh her is all about um just get girls in your local area really oh okay so it just shows you girls who are sort of nearby yeah um but you can set the distance to whatever you like and then they have what is essentially a pinterest board Ooh. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's so That's perfect for you. It's perfect so girly. <laughs> so you make yourself your little Pinterest board and you've got a picture of yourself, of course, looking really nice. And then the food that you like. And then like the countryside because you like going on country walks. Oh my and a God. picture of your dog. Oh, my <laughs> God. I need this. This is, this is the dating app for me, but it's only for lesbians. It's beautiful. <laughs> I must say. Well, bisexual oh, girls as well. Yeah, but that's not um, me. No, sorry. <laughs> but it, it's it's really sweet. It's really nice. And actually, we've met, we've met some really good friends through it as well. Oh, that's that's yeah. really, really lovely. Who kind of went on dates and then were like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to be friends for life, but... I am not kissing you. What, one of my um, one of my really really close friends um, I met on a dating app, and literally on our first date, within fifteen seconds of seeing each other, we were both like, "Oh no, we no. we we were not each other's type at all." No. But we, you know, you you st- you don't just leave. Obviously, you sit down mm. and you do the date anyway. And we got on so well, but 
platonically yeah. that we actually became really, really good friends. And then like months and months later, we kind of both turned to each other and went, oh my God, wait, you didn't like me either? Oh my God, Amazing. we both thought the other one was ugly? Yes. So good. <laughs> and now Our we're really good friends. Our relationship will never be damaged by <laughs> sexual tension. Yeah, exactly. So it was like the yeah, perfect... I so you, feel that. You can make friends. No, I nights. went on many dates with girls that I was just like... Uh, no, yeah. let's be friends. You would be an awesome friend, but I do not want to kiss you. <laughs> I think people, I think people are like three D puzzle pieces. Yeah, and so you've got bits that stick out, and then bits that are depressed, and then you need to find the puzzle piece that fits with you. Perfect, and fits. it might, yeah, and it might fit with you in so many ways, except maybe three. Mm. Um, and then you need to find the perfect puzzle piece instead. Oh, I'm, I really hope I find my perfect puzzle piece soon. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, so. I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, I've got a little game for you, Jessica. Oh, um, yes. In this game, we have different... So so dating apps is very visual. Yeah. You know, even with your Pinterest board, that's mm-hmm. a very, very mm-hmm. visual thing. So instead, we've kind of turned it on its head. And in this game, you have to decide whether you're going to swipe left or right. So left for no, yep. right for yes. Okay. Um, based on a, one specific trait about the person. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So the first one is... Um, you're I'm holding my I'm holding my arms. You can't see this obviously because it's radio. <laughs> but I'm actually holding one arm down and one arm up just so I can remember. I, I mean, we can just say yes or no if it's easier. I know. I'm, I don't. I mean, I never got to do the swipey thing on Tinder. Let okay, me try. Okay, so we're doing it Let now. Let me try. Right, okay. Um, so your date claims to be a witch. Oh, okay. How much of a witch? <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's just I say... I need to qualify these things. She, she's 100% serious. She does spells in her bedroom. Uh, okay. Um, she really believes in it. She's, she's, she's yet to actually see any results, but she fully believes she's a witch. She spends a lot of time on it, one hour an evening, and sometimes she goes away on little witch retreats at the weekend. I'm going to swipe... No... Which is which Le- left. way? Left. Left. Nailed it. There we go. You're saying no. I mean, it's very nice that everyone should have their own interests. Yeah. That's wonderful. I just, I mean, you're going to be messing with the undead. Who knows what's going to come into your bedroom late at night? Oh, very good point. Let's not mess with that. <laughs> just from a practical point of view. I, indeed, from a practical point of view, this doesn't seem safe. So I love that you're not concerned that they're, that they're crazy. You're concerned oh. that they actually may be a witch and this may go very wrong for you. Exactly. <laughs> you just don't know, Callum. Anything could be possible. Did you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh my God, don't. What, Don't do, come at me with Buffy. Do, I am. Um, I have encyclopedic knowledge of Buffy. Oh, so you there. love Buffy? Oh, obsessively, especially any episode that involves Faith. Oh, Faith. I, I do. I did like a bit of Faith. Yeah, I, as a teenager, bought everything that had her face on. But as, but as a lesbian woman, surely yeah. Willow and Tara were like icons for you, and they were <sighs> witches. Buffy and Faith were clearly the original canon lesbian couple. Okay, just because they couldn't <laughs> kiss on screen or couldn't make anything more of it, there was definitely something there. I know all about the original, I mean, enemies. Enemies. En- there we go. The original enemies episode where Buffy and Faith do actually kiss, but. Faith I don't remember Buffy. them kissing. No, no, they didn't because then they had to change the script because then the heads of the studio were like, you cannot have them kissing. <gasps> Even if you're trying to pass it off as her being really angry at Buffy, you can't do that. And they were like, fine. So they had to redo it and so, she kisses her on the forehead instead. So you're telling me in the canon of Buffy, Faith was originally a lesbian? Well, I mean, we can't say that she was a lesbian because she did sleep with men as well. She slept with Zander. Bisexual. I mean, maybe she's just finding herself out. She's only a teenager. 
Do you know what my favourite thing about Buffy is? And what? I, and I promise we're not going to talk about Buffy forever, listeners. But we could. <laughs> but we definitely could. Um, is that long before Willow ever came out as a lesbian herself, yes. her kind of alter ego, the vampire version yes. of herself, was always that a lesbian. so good. And I think that was so... Clever. It was almost like the writers were mm. like, "Look, in a few years, she's going to be a lesbian. But so let's let's the gently." The entire show is littered with things like that. Yeah. Where you go back and you're like, oh, three seasons later, that totally <laughs> panned out." This all made sense. It all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And she's like, "Oh no, well, the alternate version of me is really skanky and kind of gay." Don't touch. And um, the t- Buffy and Sandra are like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, but uh, but but you're still saying no to the witch despite all oh, of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, you get I mean, it. I'm not bringing that on my head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's move on to the next one. Um you're on a second date and the person you're meeting brings a friend with them. Okay. Swipe right or left. Second date. Hmm. Now, I would have swiped left for no yeah but then i chatted to abby your producer <gasps> who said that her boyfriend brought a friend on their first date <gasps> and they've been together for three years oh my god that did not happen yeah she's gone all red she's so embarrassed by Definitely this happened um apparently he said it wasn't a date yeah whatever and just brought somebody with i i've I, see, the thing is, I think this, there can be this kind of situation where it's ambiguous and people don't mm-hmm. know if they're mm-hmm. on a date or not. Yeah. I've got a few friends who this has happened to multiple times um, where they've they've gone on a date and then the other person's not realised it's a date. Oh. I always say dates. I always say, hey, can I take you out on a date? No, I, but I, I have a terrible word. habit of saying, let's have a lunch date. Ah. I use the word date as like, let's Coffee meet date. up. Yes. Let's have a lunch date, darling. <laughs> Let's meet for coffee, darling. And and that could be misinterpreted. Yes, I do also have a terrible problem of throwing the word darling around. And because I lip read, I spend a lot of time staring at people's mouths, which can be very oh. misinterpreted. Yeah, because that's mm. how I know I'm like, like they want to kiss me. I'm like, oh, they keep looking down at my <laughs> looking lips. Looking in my mouth. Yeah, they, yeah. They want me. No. No, no maybe just... they're just deaf. <laughs> I mean, who knows? One of the two. <laughs> maybe both. What? I, yeah, maybe both. Maybe they super fancy you and they're deaf. <laughs> this could happen. Totally. But let's see. I think I would date... No, I would base my dating preferences on the person themselves. And maybe they're just a bit nervous. So they brought a friend and that's totally okay. Oh, God, I love I love you. You are my oh. favourite person. Like, any, anything. <laughs> okay. you're, you're like, no, let's think about this. Let's think really, about their yes. needs. Let's and let's try and understand... Where they're coming? Yeah, okay, yeah. with you. So swipe right. I'm swiping right as yes. well. Yes, swiping right as well. All right, next one. Six months into a relationship, uh-huh. the person you're seeing reveals they want you to give up alcohol. They are going straight edge, and you must join them. Well, first of all, I don't drink. Well, so. it's an easy one for you. <laughs> well, there we go. I'm like, okay, darling. Let's change. Whatever. Let's change um, it from alcohol yes. to um, they're giving up vintage clothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very harsh. I mean, that's you know, that's that's having a say on the personal style of a person, and that is not right because you are your own person. However, back to alcohol, um, I would be like, why are they giving up alcohol? Maybe they feel like they have a little bit of a problem with it, and you should support them in yeah, that. Yeah, and they need a bit of help getting through that. Yeah, if they've noticed something in themselves that they think is a bit off then I think you should be the one supporting them. 
I think I would. I think if I was in a re- six months into a relationship and I really, really liked them, and they said, "Look, I, I like you saying, I, I really want to give up alcohol, mm. and you drinking it makes it really difficult for me. So would you mind?" I would say, "You know what? Absolutely. If I'm ever with you in the house, I won't drink. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we go out with friends, I won't drink. But if I want to go off on my own and you're not going to see me, and I want a few drinks with my friends, then I'm I'm, I'm going to do that. And I yeah. think that would be the fair I compromise. I think that's completely fair. And the thing, alcohol is not like it's not hugely necessary it's not hugely necessary you know um, you don't need it to have a good night you can the two of you can go out with a group of friends and both of you aren't drinking and you can have just as much fun as everyone else i so. i actually gave up alcohol for around nine months a few years ago oh. um just you know for personal reasons i just thought you know i i, I want to have a break from this yeah. um and the first night i went out um, it was at Brighton Pride. Um, what a night to two, choose! Two years ago, um, and I was really, really. I was there. I, were you? Maybe I, mean, we, maybe I don't we know cross if paths. I saw you, but I was there. <laughs> um, but I was really, really nervous about going out, and I mm. kind of thought because we, we all went out afterwards, and I kind of thought it's going to get to about eleven p.m. and I'm I'm going to want to go to bed if everyone's getting drunk around me. Um, it actually got to 4am and I was still like dancing on the guys. dance floor like come on guys and everyone else wanted to go to bed and it was at that point that I realised I, I thought I needed the alcohol to have yeah. fun but I, I actually don't um, I, I do like a drink but you know I don't need it I've never I've never drunk around you know I've never had um, going out with friends and getting drunk with them and so I do feel like oh I missed out on a little bit of that that kind okay. of camaraderie where you're like, I had such a terrible night and then I vomited all over the bus driver. <laughs> I don't have any of those stories. Sure. Uh, so that's, you know, what a loss. What a shame. <laughs> no vomiting on that's bus drivers. Fine. But it, it doesn't affect anything because I have, you know, great parties with my friends and we go out and I am just as loud and gregarious as I am the rest of the time. Yeah. Anyway. So, so you're swiping right for yes. Uh, yeah. I'm swiping for yes. I'm I'm swiping yes as well, but also no. But but but, but if they were really unreasonable <laughs> oh, about yes, it and they weren't true. willing to compromise, then not because of the drinking, but because of them as a person. Yeah, I would say if no. it's controlling behaviour, yeah, you need to get out now. Absolutely. Don't let them start with the little things. So wise, Jessica. Oh, thank you. So wise. Okay, your final one. Oh yes. You okay. meet a date for brunch. After mm-hmm. they explained, they had a, a late one. But, after they explain they had a late one last night, you see Lumpy Sick is stuck in their hair after they've been throwing up on the bus oh, driver. Poor girl. Yeah, I, I would I would swipe them right. I would think that was hilarious. I would be like, <gasps> mate or, 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 or lady friend, you have sick in your hair. You absolute mess. You're hilarious. I love you. That would that would be my response. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, honey, let's go to the bathroom and get you and some sort it out. Come yeah. on, I've got a comb in my bag. <laughs> it's all going to be okay. Yeah. I... We'll just start this date again. <laughs> When you're ready. Um, so, if if anything, to be honest, I, I I think that would make me like them a little bit more. <laughs> Just you know. I mean, it's a good icebreaker, right? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Also, I in no way can judge because part of my condition is that I do throw up a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a very unfortunate incident once in university when there was a girl that I really, really fancied. Oh no! And we got into a lift together, and I was just not doing well that day. And then I. I folded in half and vomited all over her shoes and then she kind of leant over to help me up as I was standing up and I elbowed her in the face as well. Oh no! I'm so sorry Sarah. Oh Sarah. If you're listening. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. It's really awkward. I... 
I, I once had I once had a situation with my ex-boyfriend. He came home very drunk one evening um, and he got into bed and he started throwing up in the bed. And my, oh, my, nice. my first reaction was, was worry because I'd always heard that even in school, you know, when the people come in and they're like, yeah, look, yeah. if somebody starts throwing up, you need to put them in this they position. You need to get the sick out of their throat, all that stuff. Yeah. So I was like instant panic mode, instantly pretending I'm an ambulance driver. Yeah. Um, but I sorted him out and then obviously he was a mess and I kind of like picked him up in my arms Aww. and we had an upside down house so the bedroom was downstairs the bathroom okay. was upstairs so I start carrying him up the stairs to take him to the bathroom Aww. and he starts throwing up all over my face oh, no. all over my body oh. absolutely drenches me in vomit and nice. when I tell this story people are always like that must have been the most disgusting experience of your life and I was like it really wasn't that bad. Like, I didn't... Obviously, it wasn't great. I wasn't thrilled to be covered in vomit. But I was just like, it, it's whatever. It's a bodily function. This yeah, is... I think it's very different if you love someone. Yes. If you yeah. feel such a great affection for them. Like, we change babies' nappies. Oh, it's the same thing, we yeah. we love them. And if your partner's vomiting on you, it's like, oh, honey, it's all right. It's just a bit... You know, it's, it's fine. It's you. It's fine. <laughs> I always say that I feel very much like my wife is just the other bit of me. Oh, Thank you. Um, <laughs> so whatever she does or whatever she has, or it's just the same as me. Like, if she needs to leave snotty tissues everywhere, of course yeah. I'm going to pick them up. It's just the same as if I had like, snotty tissues everywhere. Yeah. I, I There's love no that. Difference. I love that. Well, I feel, I feel, I feel like here, Jessica, we've both done a little bit of confessing. Oh yeah. So you see where this is going. Sorry, Sarah. Again. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a little bit more music, and then mm -hmm. after that, we're going to be reacting to your sex confessions. So <gasps> if you want to send in any last-minute confessions, you can do that do by it, emailing do it, do it. Callum at fubarradio.com, and we'll be doing those. Very shortly. Very excited. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, let's have a little bit more of the new Ariana Grande. Fubar Radio presents. We have here Honey G. We heard a rumour that you were actually releasing your own range of honey. Actual honey we've got on toast? Yeah, I mean, it would be amazing to get it in, you know, supermarkets and that sort of thing. You so... could be the new reggae reggae sauce. Oh, yeah, God. man, the new the honey, honey, G honey. honey G honey. <laughs> You're going to have to come to my village where I live because I live next to Sainsbury's. What? It's my village. Oh, not just to Sainsbury's. Oh, the, oh sorry, Sainsbury's. Got it, got it. Got it. Oh, Sainsbury's. Oh, Sainsbury's. <laughs> come round with your honey. Oh, leave <laughs> a pop for me. Then. Oh, of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. Oh, hand delivered. Deliver it to you. Every Thursday. Access all areas. From 6pm. Fubar Radio. It is our favourite part of the show. It is Ooh. time for some sex confessions. So lots of our lovely, lovely listeners have been sending in their confessions. And Jessica oh and I are going to react to them. So thank you to everyone who sent them in. Um, I will read the first one. I met a guy at a club. And we were both instantly attracted to each other and had an amazing time on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. A while into this, we started to chat and I realised he didn't speak English. We ended up using Google Translate to communicate and I took him home that night. Go you. I think that is absolutely amazing and lovely. And I think sometimes, this is going to sound really cheesy and really corny, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I think um, love, and not necessarily love, you know, sexual attraction as well, it really can kind of transcend that. 
And I think sometimes even if you don't have the tools to communicate, even if you don't have the language, you speak completely different languages, I feel like sometimes you're able to still connect with somebody and still have an amazing time with somebody. Um, I've got a couple of examples of this, like myself, when I was working in the Swiss Alps, I was working with a team of French people, and Mm -hmm. all of them spoke English, except for one who only spoke French, and I only spoke English. And of all the people there, I became closer friends with the one who only spoke French than any of the others. And we we couldn't have a conversation. We would just kind of, like try and communicate with uh, like our hands and like try and use the odd word that we knew and the two of us would always be like rolling around laughing and it was it was just a wonderful well, thing my best friend and I probably only understand each other 50% of the time <laughs> because she's very Spanish sure. and I'm very deaf <laughs> so <laughs> So we have a lot of uh, miscommunications all yeah. the time, but that just makes it fun. It adds to it in a, it in a, in a, in a kind of strange way. Yeah, I think it's nice. I think we've all felt that pull of attraction when you meet someone the first time, and it's like this just string coming from your yeah, chest into theirs. Absolutely. And it does not matter what they say when they open their mouth, what language they speak. Maybe they can't even speak. Maybe they can't hear. Yeah, people speak with their bodies. Yeah. They do, more than they realise, I think. Yeah, attraction. Who cares what culture you were brought up in? I, I once had a, as well, as well I, was in, um, I was in Germany once for one night. I was at Frankfurt Gay Pride. And while I was there, I met a lovely German guy who didn't speak any English. And I, and I speak very, very little German. Um, so we ended, we ended up going home together as well. And we, and we hooked up. And the next morning, he took my number. And I'll never forget this for my whole life. He sent me a text after we kind of parted mm-hmm. ways. And it just said three words. It just said, love the world. Aww. And to this day, I don't really know what he meant <laughs> <laughs> because that could have meant so many different things. But I was traveling at the time mm. and I think he was saying, have an amazing experience, like experience everything you can, really enjoy this, really appreciate every place you travel to. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to but say. I would read that as like, I love this world. I love how crazy it is that you can just meet someone and they're from a different place, but we happen to bump into each other on this one night and be in the same place and have a wonderful experience together. And that, that too is an amazing like, interpretation. I feel like you can interpret that so many different mm. ways. And to me, that, there's so much poetry in that. And this little miscommunication will, will literally stick oh, with me forever. that's so beautiful. You should put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> just love the world yes. on a T-shirt. Love and then it. just wear it everywhere. Shine <laughs> a light on people. Well, thank you to the person who sent this in. Um, I think Jessica and I are both in agreement that you, that sounds like a, a wonderful experience. And, 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 and good for you. I hope you had an amazing night. I still think this next one's hilarious. Do you want to read it? I keep going on dates with people who take me to Mexican restaurants. <laughs> I hate Mexican restaurants. Why? Whatever happened to your classic Italian? I love how angry it's a lot of capital letters, a lot of exclamation marks. <laughs> so many exclamation marks. Well, first of all, I think the advice is you have to take the reins here. Mm. Why are you letting people dictate your dates? Absolutely. If you have specific preferences, <laughs> you've got to say up front. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Like, I've, And I feel, like, I feel like there's a bit of fun in that. If I was mm. going to take someone on a date and they were like, do not take me to a Mexico. And I'd be like, why? Well. And they'd be like, well, I'm going to tell you why. And then it, 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 you kind of bond over that. Yeah. And then you go to a Brazilian restaurant. Yeah, I do like a Brazilian. Mm. I really like a Brazilian. Maybe they don't like spice because Mexican's oh, quite that's spicy. True. Mm, mm. French? Italian. Yeah, <laughs> um, I only eat spicy foods. So. Maybe this person should put in their dating profile no yes. Mexican restaurants. I do have to say, if you're dating online, why is this not in your profile? Yeah. 
<laughs> what are you doing? I love that it keeps happening as well. I they know. do every single time. Do you live near a lot of restaurants? <laughs> Who knows? All right, we've got a couple more. Okay, the next one. I've been in a serious relationship with my boyfriend for a few years now, Ooh. and I do love him. Oh, dear. oh no, there's a butt That's coming. That's never good. <laughs> and I do love him. However, here we go. I hate to admit this, but I have recently developed a major crush on his older brother, uh, oh. and I can't stop fantasizing. I know I want to stay with my boyfriend, but I feel guilty keeping this from him. I need to sort myself out. Well, Jessica, what, what's your advice in this my situation? Goodness. Well, first of all, I mean, he is your boyfriend's older brother. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously some kind of familial relationship there. They maybe look quite similar or they act quite similar. Absolutely. Maybe what you're actually attracted to is your boyfriend, but a slightly more mature version. That is an amazing way of looking at it. And I, and, I, and I think there, is, I, there must be actually quite a lot of people who get into relationships and suddenly find, oh, my gosh, I'm very attracted to your sibling. That yeah. only kind of makes sense because they're going to look of, similar. Yeah, of course you're attracted. Siblings tend to be quite similar. Like, yeah. They look similar. Sometimes they act quite similar. It's, it's quite all right. Don't panic. You may disagree with me on this, Jessica, but oh. I, I think maybe they should kind of tell their partner this but tell them in a very hey look I know this is really weird I know that this is going to make it a little bit awkward but I just wanted to be open and honest with you mm -hmm. and I, I have a little bit of a crush on your brother mm. and I'm, I'm not going to act on it and like I, I don't want it it's just there and I can't help it but I just wanted to let you know because you're my partner and I want to get this off my chest don't hate me forever sure sure I would say... Jessica disagrees. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. I don't disagree with the telling. I just think maybe phrase it as take all the things that you find very attractive in the older brother, mm. which are maybe quite similar to some of the mm. things that your own boyfriend has, some of his characteristics and aspects, sure. and be like, you know, recently, I just found myself really looking at your older brother and seeing in him some of the traits that you have, like you're just so courageous and you're always so courteous and I just really appreciate what a big heart you both have. And it's so wonderful to have him <laughs> as an example of how you will be when you're that age. I mean, it's really very attractive. You're going to be so attractive when you're that age. I, Jessica, you need to be like a diplomat or like a, a, a relationship counsellor or I don't know, but we need to put these skills to use. Thank you. Like, I feel like you could navigate any situation. I feel like you could solve all the world's problems. I'll start a new YouTube series. Yeah. People can come to me with their problems. I'm going to start well, messaging you with every little problem do it. I have from now on. I'm here for you, I'm here for you. It's going to be all right. Um, and, and I think your advice—I think your advice—is literally spot on. Ignore my advice. Don't do what I said. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, if you want to stay with him, <laughs> phrase it so you can stay with him. Yeah, and and, and honestly, doing it that way, I think it's going to come across as a as a compliment towards yes, them rather exactly. than a. I don't know how I would feel if some if my partner said that they liked my older brother. I think. To be honest, I don't think I would really mind very much. No. But then it's never happened. Oh. So well. I'm not really speaking from experience. I'm just kind of guessing. I only have a brother. So you're not going to encounter that? Unless you're well, dating a bisexual. Actually, uh oh. I'm, no, I only have a brother and his girlfriend says I'm the more attractive one. 
Well, it's, cl- it's clearly true. But they've been together. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. They've been together 10 years now, so. So, yeah, and I'm sure that... So is the girlfriend of your brother, is, is she a bisexual lady? I have no idea. Oh, my God. She just likes me. It's a good job you're married, because that oh, could be a whole home-wrecking I'm situation. I'm off the market, I'm off the market. <laughs> no, I, I think he takes it as quite a compliment yeah. to himself. Yeah, absolutely. He looks quite like me, but with short hair. Yeah, I can see it. He, yeah, in my imagination, he is absolutely gorgeous. And oh. I'm a little bit attracted to him. Feel free to pass, okay. that, pass that on if you would like. Okay, would you like to read the next one? My boyfriend is thinking of going travelling alone for a few months. I don't think I'm okay with this because I'm not sure if he'll break up with me before he goes or cheat when he's away. How should I tell him? What? Oh, <clears throat> come on now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if the yeah. lack of trust is already here, if he is behaving in such a way that makes you think, hmm, maybe he is just the type of scumbag who might <laughs> cheat on me whilst away, I think we know it's it's not destined for the history books, is it? This relationship. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I completely agree with Jessica. I, de- I mean, honey, it's time to move on. It's time to find someone who truly worships you for you. Yeah. None of this rubbish. I, I don't think I can add to that. Mm-mm. I honestly don't think I can add that. Exactly what Jessica says. I don't think this is this is going to work out. There's a, there's a trust issue there. Mm-hmm. and there's, I th- We know. We know. You know, if, if, if we're dating somebody who's going to cheat, we know. Yeah. It's we we have like a, a sixth Feel sense or something. Bones. We just we just know it's there. Every person I've ever suspected <gasps> has always been. Oh, you have a good nose. I have a good nose for it. Mm, Although, if you suspect, maybe you should learn to break up with them. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Can't argue with that. <laughs> Absolutely can't argue with that. I went to my first yoga class the other day. Ended up going home with the teacher. Would recommend to a friend. Oh, very nice. I'm sure there are many interesting positions. Yeah, like you can get really, really bendy. You know that <gasps> nose breaker position? No. You know the one where it's like you kind of like hoist yourself up onto your palms and then like... Right. Because if you get it wrong, you fall fa- f- oh, okay. flat on your face. And break your nose. And break your nose. I reckon you could have some fun with that. Mm. I, I, d- I mean, I don't know that I want to add that level of danger <laughs> to my sex life. I like my nose. <laughs> I like a little bit of danger. Like yeah. controlled danger. Not the type of danger that smashes your face, must say. No, not no no face smashing. Oh, this one's back to uh, right. what we were talking about before. Oh no, here we go. Oh, here this, we are. This is our right. last one. Do you want to read this one, one as well? I know my girlfriend cheated on me. She denied it completely, but I just know. There we go. See, just know. She's not the type to forgive and forget. She's the type to do the same thing I did. It bothers me because in the end, at least I was honest that I did it, but she was not. I had to hear from someone else. Oh. What? I'm so confused. So they both okay. cheated. Right, right. So they both cheated, but only the person writing in admitted it. <gasps> and the girlfriend has not admitted it, although we don't know for sure. Ooh. There's just the feeling. Mm. See, I think the reason that cheating is yes. so hurtful is not often the act itself, yeah. but it's the betrayal and the deception. Mm-hmm. I I used to say to one of my exes, I was like, look, we're both human. If you ever go out and you get drunk or whatever, or you get carried away, like, obviously, that's not going to be nice for me. No, but no. please just come and tell me. Please just come and be open about it. And please just say, look, I've made a mistake. I'm so sorry. And I will forgive you. And yeah. even though I said that, when he inevitably did oh, cheat, no. did he tell me? No, he absolutely oh. did not. And oh. that's what's hurtful. 
No, no. See, my my wife and I have a policy that should anything one day happen like this, should she fall over and smush her lips against <laughs> someone else, um, the it just it doesn't matter if what we're both working towards is the unity of our relationship. Beautiful. So if you're both thinking that you're putting your togetherness first, does it matter? Is this whole retaliation backwards and forwards really yeah. a stable basis for your relationship? Absolutely. Putting the world to rights again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but what's our advice here? Um, because it seems like there's almost like this imbalance. Yet, Yes, they've both kind of, I don't know if betrayed is yeah. the right word. They've both made a mistake. And one of them has said, look, I've made a mistake and I want to fix this. And the other one is denying and hiding. Yes, but potentially the other one has acted in a very vindictive manner. Yes. Which is slightly concerning as a character trait. Yes. I would say. But also, dear person who has written in, if you you cheated first, I think we're getting. I think so. I, I, I think so. So having done that, were you really that? happy in your relationship yeah maybe the two begin of you with. aren't that happy. maybe it's time to move on maybe and find someone else I, I i think that is quite a possibility i think we need to assess i think we need to sit down yeah. and go right how do we really we feel need the about full this story here is what it's, we need the, <laughs> right quick email quick okay, yes <laughs> tell us everything <laughs> well I, I jessica i think you've given some and, and I say you because all the great advice here has come from you, not 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 from myself. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, you've given some incredible advice here. Um, we've also had some lovely, lovely people tweet us in. Um, somebody tweeted in and said they're going to go and look up that Madonna video. Yeah, it's from- called Dear Jesse. <laughs> so, Enjoy. So, so that's what Lupo59 said. Oh, the lovely What Wagon Did hey. um, tweeted us and just said, Bays, love struck emoji. Um, they came on the show before and they were absolutely lovely I guests. I love them. They're they good came friends to of my yours. birthday. Oh, yeah. they're absolutely sweet. We're going to go on a dog walk soon. Um, and then finally, um, it's Matina32 said, I love this woman. She has helped Aww. me so much and she's hot. There you <laughs> go, Jessica. Um, and she's hot. I, I feel like you've helped. I will take that away. I feel like Thank you've you. helped me as well. And, oh, well. and I agree that you're hot. So uh. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Um, Jessica, you've been an amazing guest, but this brings us to the end of the show. Oh, no. I've been having so much fun. Me too. It's oh. been a pleasure. Um, if people want to follow you on YouTube, on yes. social media, how do they do that? They can do that by searching for either my name, which is Jessica Cargren Fozard. Yeah. That's Nobody can spell, spell that. <laughs> or you can search for Jessica out of the closet. Much easier See to find. See why I do that. Yeah. Much easier but On Twitter, to find. it's at Jessica OOTC. And everyone should absolutely go and follow you. Follow I think me. you're amazing. I'm sure our listeners think you're amazing. Oh, thank you. You've been the best. Um, let's let's end the show with the final one of your choices. It's right. a bit of Natalie Cole. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.